We've got news. We've got trailers. Uh, who gives a crap? We're talking Captain Marvel today on Pop Culture Over Pizza. Greetings, denizens of the internet, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. We got a lot of great stuff to talk about today. As usual, I am Jose, joined by my friends. Elias, what Gucci fam? This is some version of Walt in the multiverse. Frieza, I mean Metatron, <laughs> bidding the a good greeting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Not a do. It still works. And Buttermilk Balrog, I'm in the hot tub. Last <laughs> but not least, the hot tub. Hot tub? Hot tub? Anyways, getting right into it. Let's get started. I'm going to tell you guys what I have been geeking out over this week. I'm a little behind on this one. I think most of you all have seen this thus far. Um, but I saw Batman Ninja, finally. Yes. Oh. It was awesome. It was everything that I would have expected if you hand Batman to some Japanese animators and like they just basically regurgitated whatever they could. There's giant freaking robots. There's crazy plot twists. The animation is so cool. I have to make, make a mention of that because one of my favorite things about the movie, without spoiling it, is the the scene in the middle where Batman and Red Hood go to visit um, one of the villains. Oh. And how that's kind of like it looks like watercolors in that scene. Like the rest of the movie, if you look at the sky, there's like a pattern, almost like it's wallpaper like a pastel or some kind of weird pattern. Yeah, I know. But the animation is awesome. The story is is really, really cool, like with Batman going back in time to feudal Japan and all the villains going back in time to feudal Japan. Um, it's just it's just a really, really, really awesome anime. I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. I'm so enjoy I so enjoyed it, I should say, that I'm going to watch the Japanese dub at some point also. I watched it in English. I want to see the original Japanese dub at some point because that was pretty freaking awesome. I have one other thing that I'm geeking out over this week, and it's another one that I'm a little late to the party, but I'm geeking out kind of over uh, the new season as well. Uh, I finally finished watching Cobra Kai on YouTube Red, uh, which for those of you that don't know, it's kind of the TV sequel to The Karate Kid from many, 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 many moons ago. Uh, it basically tells the story of what happened to Johnny Lawrence in all of the years since The Karate Kid won. Basically, you guys all remember the iconic moment where where Daniel San beats him with the crane kick. Um, so it's kind of how his life has progressed and how Daniel San's life has progressed uh, in in the intervening few decades since the the you know since the Karate Kid won. Um, and it is surprisingly good. I heard that a long time ago. I started watching it a long time ago. I fell off of it a little bit as I am wont to do sometimes. But I finally finished it up. I binged through like seven episodes, and it's only like thirty minutes an episode, so you can get through it relatively quickly. Um, but it's really cool. It brings back a lot of iconic characters. It ties to the into the first movie and the way it tells the story and the narrative, which is pretty cool. It's like a nice mirror of how the, the first movie works. Um, and also, I also mentioned that because the Cobra Kai Season 2 trailer came out as well. And I've been geeking out over that a little bit, too, because with the way that the first season ended, there's a lot of really cool directions they can kind of go in with Season 2. And they definitely tease a lot of that in the trailer. Again, there's even more characters from the old movies kind of returning. So, like, it is it is a pretty, pretty cool show. I would definitely recommend it to, to anybody that liked the original Karate Kid. 
anybody that likes like kind of funny like martial arts action with a little bit of drama um is definitely something that you guys would enjoy i would say but i don't know um and that that's available on youtube right youtube, red. YouTube red you have to have youtube red in order to access that. Of youtube so i know i do have that i have google play music because of free YouTube, youtube red works out in my favor so that's my geek out of the week. Mr. ASAP, why don't you tell us what you've been geeking out about? All right, man. So just like you finally watched Batman Ninja, mm -hmm. I finally watched Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah, I know. I'm like just nine years late. That's not a big deal. Yeah, you know? big I mean, deal. the finale is just next month. No big deal. I got a lot to catch up on. So anyway. Did you binge it? Or like... I only watched the first two episodes. Okay, that's fine. Season. I was going to say, <laughs> like, if you have binged it since the last time we hung out, that would have been an incredible feat. Dude, it's work and everything. I mean, I'm not one to make excuses, but, you know, like, executing oh, a lot it. of Gondorians, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my, my man, uh, Chimichang, is over here, Walt, I should say. He put me on with Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. and I've been loving it ever since, even though I only watched two episodes. I'm up to the mm -hmm. third, and I love the plot so far. I love... um. Who the, you know who the characters are thus far? I know there's a lot for me to learn, mm -hmm. but um, I like how there's you know all this family drama going on between um the Starks of the North and the Lannisters of you know King's Landing yep. down south, and I just love how they're they're going at it with the beef and whatnot. But I'm not gonna go too much in depth with that. That's one thing I've been geeking out over a lot lately. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the other one being Assassin's Creed Legion. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I personally believe, in my opinion. That Assassin's Creed has died after Assassin's Creed 2. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I should say after the Ezio Trilogy. The Ezio Trilogy being Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations. Okay. So after Revelations, I honestly think Assassin's Creed was no more. I think that they're just making Assassin's Creed games for the sake of making Assassin's Creed games. I mean, there's one that's been coming out every year, except last year, but still. Um, it hasn't been the same ever since. No, we had a game. There was a game last year. Uh, Odyssey came out. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah but... The one in Greece. I heard that was pretty good, actually. But, I you mean, know, yeah. your opinion? No, but you know what? Slice, so tell it, us about it. It's mm -hmm. not that that's not a good game. It is, but I'm just saying it's not Assassin's Creed. Okay. In, in like, lore-wise. Like, it's like it's not the core, its core. experience that exactly. you really enjoy from that, the original That's not stuff. Assassin's Creed. That's, okay. like, some ancient Greek stuff. But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason I'm hyped for Assassin's Creed Legion is because, if you know me well, I mean, I know Walt over here knows me well. I'm really into ancient Rome, just like he's into feudal Japan. Mm -hmm. And Assassin's Creed Legion is rumored to take place in ancient Rome. And I don't know if that's the Roman Republic or the Roman Empire, but point being said, it's in ancient Rome. And that got, that got me hyped right away, especially because, you know, like, you know, he's thinking of, you know, all the, you know, the badass things that happened during the ancient Roman times. Mm -hmm. There's so much that you could talk about in that era. I mean, there he um, brought up um, Gaius Julius Caesar and Assassin's Creed, uh, what was it? Um, not Odyssey. Uh, the Origins, the the Egyptian one. Yeah, okay. I, didn't, I didn't play that one, but yeah, but apparently he yeah. was in that one. Um, okay. I didn't play that, but um, he was in there. Freaking, he was assassinated. You, you took part in his assassination, but nice. that was ancient <laughs> Egypt. No, that's not nice. He was a great man, <laughs> but I'm saying that. Um, not nice. That was the ancient era, and I'm glad that they're adding ancient Romans to there. Here, the thing is, right now, it's a rumor that. It's going to take place in ancient Rome. It's not confirmed. It's not official yet. So okay. I can only hope, I can only pray that it becomes a reality next year in 2020. It looks pretty interesting. I'm checking out the trailer actually real quick while you were talking about it. And the graphics look like they're a huge upgrade over the last few Assassin's Creed games for sure. The animation and all that stuff looks pretty great. I think that's Assassin's I, Creed Origins. I, you can't I think, tell. I don't know what that is. Well, this is. This apparently says it's an Assassin's Creed Legion 
like some footage from. I could I could be wrong. Okay. Um, either way, I, like that would still be pretty cool if it was in, in ancient Rome because you get a lot of political intrigue and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of Skyrim a little bit. Um, yeah. From how it in a sense, works. yes. Maybe yeah. it'll be something. Like yeah, because Skyrim had the the legion, and uh, the Imperials were basically like. The it, it's very medieval like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ancient like. But yeah, um, that's what I've been geeking out over um, this past week. Hey, Metatron, what you been get geeking out over lately, man? What's up? Yeah, so on my end, I've been absurdly bogged down with midterms. So I haven't been able to do much. But what I have been able to do, somehow, some way, mm -hmm. is I've managed to, to catch up with Dragon Ball Super. Nice. Yep. So Wait, you, now nice. you're like caught up to in the American over. episodes? Caught up to at least what's recording on YouTube TV. Okay, so the American episodes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's like almost 100. Oh, that's more than 100 episodes. Yeah, we, we just hit nice. episode 101. It's 101 or 102. Yeah, I've been watching some of them too, so I'm kind yeah. of like on the same the same path. But it's like 137 episodes, so you're getting yeah. there. And so now that I've caught up to yeah. that, now I'm also starting Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it's like kind of weird. You're going backwards, but it's still... You'll you'll notice that even though I love Dragon Ball, like it's not necessary to watch the earlier stuff because so much stuff kind of gets retconned and changed. So it's not yeah, a huge deal. Yeah, I'm you know? kind of a completionist when it comes to this. Stuff. I get it though. I get so it. Are you doing Z or are you doing both? Z Kai. When I looked up Z, Z Kai, no Z Kai only takes place after all the stuff I want to watch. Okay. Because that yeah. just jumps right into like boo, mm -hmm. the boo yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. But I want to catch all the stuff before that. Especially okay. your boy Frieza. <laughs> yeah, and Cell. Yeah. That's true. Cell too. Yep. All right. So mm -hmm. there's that. And then you guys knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. I saw the latest Supernatural episode. Nice. Yeah. And wow. Uh, quite a few things have happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really insane. From the. Uh, I mean, there's also a little bit of disappointment in the air because, well, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just, I should say disappointment yet because a lot of theories going around that because as Supernatural tends to do, it looks like they're starting to switch off the villains again. Okay. So like the whole season was for this guy to shine. Yeah, let's just kill him like before it even ends. Oh, okay. So they're doing a uh, Cottonmouth Diamondback thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, kind of like the meme for like terrible villain switches in the middle of the season. Yeah. All right. But even then... Okay. Even then, there is a potential villain that could have some merit okay. because it's like – because he had to sacrifice a part of himself in order to take out this prior villain, which if you ask me, I don't think he's dead. You can't have all that build up for nothing. I feel like a show called Supernatural, nobody's ever really dead. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but given the kind of character it is, it's really hard for his kind to come back. That's okay. the thing. Okay, That's okay. But yeah, basically that's that's been what's going on on my end. Uh, what about you all? So um, I kind of similar with with these guys. I've had not a, a lot of time to watch stuff, but I did end up watching Netflix's new movie, Triple Frontier. Oh, oh yeah, I, don't I mean to watch. That. I heard that movie is awesome. Yeah. So. Here's the thing about uh, Triple Frontier. So okay. Triple Frontier was directed by J.C. Candor, and it stars Ben Affleck, mm -hmm. Oscar Isaac, mm -hmm. Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal. 
Pascal. All of these guys are awesome. The mm-hmm. chemistry with all these guys in the movie is awesome. It looks pretty cool in the trailer. The movie is okay. Mm, okay. And and part part of my disappointment is that, you know, in researching, you know, Triple Frontier for this episode, um, this was actually slated to be directed by a different director. Who who is the director? What has he done? The guy that, that actually ended up directing it. Is so there anything the, notable on his on his resume? He has they just throw some done, random first timer in there. Well he's mm-hmm. he's done some no, he's done some very good films. He he mm-hmm. um actually did a film with Oscar Isaac called The A Most Violent Year. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, and I I've and I, I haven't seen it either, but I've heard good things about it. Okay. Um the only thing is that this one was originally slated to be directed by Catherine Bigelow. Oh, yeah, it's from the Hurt Locker, right? Hurt Locker, Locker, she did Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. she did random stuff. Um, she did um, Point Break, way back when. The old one? The yeah. Original? I believe so. I didn't know that. So, you know, watching the movie, I had that kind of in my mind and stuff like that. And so watching it, I just imagine what that could have been if she was directing it. Because while the movie itself was pretty good... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like there was a better movie in there. And if, you know, a person like Bigelow had it in her hands, it probably would have been an incredibly awesome film. Strange commentary on that, but, like, I feel like this is a pretty general thing to say, but I feel like a lot of movies this year, and including the Oscar nominees, were kind of like there was a better movie there. Yes. That's just, that's just me. Like, the whole, well, 2018 and part of 2019 in general has kind of been like that. But I'm sorry. Continue yeah. with your geek out, sir. Tell us so, a little bit um, more about it. So it's it's a mm-hmm. it's an action film, and it it deals with these five guys. They're all ex-military, and um, Oscar Isaac's character brings them um, a heist. Now he's still working in country, and he's after a specific drug lord, mm-hmm. and he's working with the country to get the drug lord. What he he does is he wants to build a team because the drug lord has an insane amount of money in yeah. his house. Right. Yeah, a lot of that is kind of touched upon in the, in the trailer. Right. It seems like the so, catalyst for it all. So he, he brings them in under the premise that the, the government is going to let them consult and whatever they take from, you know, the seizing of that property, mm-hmm. they get 25%. Really okay. not bad if he has a lot of money. That's not bad. That's okay. not bad, right? Okay. The guys initially don't want to do it, especially Ben Affleck. He does not want to have anything to do with this. kind of seems like the elder of the group. He's the captain. In some way. He's yeah, the captain okay. of the group when they used to serve back way back when. Right? Yeah, because like Pedro, not Pedro Pascal, it seems like uh, Isaac is kind of the catalyst, but like then Ben Affleck kind of takes charge after. And so it's down. interesting but with anyway, Ben so, Affleck's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's interesting where Ben Affleck's character goes, knowing where he came from, knowing how he didn't want to be there. There is a complete 180 change with him. And from that point on, the whole movie for those five characters goes downhill mm-hmm. because. What ends up happening is that Oscar Isaac kind of lied. And I'm just going right. to leave it at that right. because then it's going to get into spoiler territory. Like I said, uh, a very good movie, an enjoyable movie. I just think that there is a better movie in there. Okay. 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 So that's my first geek out. The second geek out that I have is one of three very similar shows that we're all watching here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are watching Doom Patrol. Um, that's on the DC Universe app. Yeah, we are also watching Deadly Class, which is on Sci-Fi currently, mm-hmm. yep. and we just finished up the first season of Umbrella Academy. I figured that would be on the on yeah. the docket. So they're all three very similar shows. Mm-hmm. It's all misfits. It's all you know under the auspices of one guy who's trying to you know guide them and stuff like that. For me, 
Umbrella Academy uh, Umbrella Academy is the better of the three shows, but they're all very good. Um, that one was done by I forgot what his name is, but he was the front man for Gerard Way. Gerard Way, yes, from thank uh, you. My, My Chemical, Chemical Romance. Romance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, this was a comic book that he wrote. Yeah, and they translated over onto Netflix. Um, my recommendation is you have to go watch Umbrella Academy. It is an awesome show. Like I said, for me, the better of the three shows, they're all very good. Um, if anything, I would say Doom Control is the more comical, funny one. Mm. Deadly yeah. Class is uber serious. Umbrella Academy kind of runs right in between the two. If you would say that there's a number two, which is your number two. Of the three so far, right now I would have to say Doom Patrol. Mm, okay, but they're very close. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, All right. I have to agree because um, Umbrella Academy had a very, very big twist that I had I didn't see coming at all. It's actually funny. <laughs> I know it was funny as hell. I know <laughs> it was like so left field. Well, I mean, it wasn't like that left field, but Doom like, Patrol is extremely less left field. So, yeah. Doom Control is way out there. If if I wanted to judge it, if if any of you guys have ever watched the CW universe, um, for me, Deadly Class would be Arrow. Doom Patrol would probably be Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. And Umbrella Academy would be like Flash or something Flash. like that. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, that's the best way to describe it. Kind like of tone and all that stuff. Exactly. It matches you know, up with those shows. Deadly Class is very uber serious and dark. And like Doom it. Control is that just is bonkers. Okay. So, um, like I said, Umbrella Academy, go watch it. I think it's worth it. There you go. So, Elias, what have you been geeking out over? So, um, I have to... Uh, I have to... What happened is um, I haven't had a lot of time either, like you two, and... School stuff also? Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of school it stuff. Seems like it's a running theme this week. Everybody's been busy this week. Yeah, so I only got a chance to do one thing. Um, that was actually last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played Undertale, which is um, known for... Yeah, which is known for being... Having a meme, which is Sans meme. The Sans meme. Uh, basically, mm. yeah. And it was a great game, honestly. Uh, it had it was made a while ago by Toby Fox, who uh, released another game called Deltarune, I believe. And um, I think that's like uh, part two of Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, but Undertale, its story was awesome. I've only gone gone through um, uh, the first ending, normal ending for where you're fighting Omega Flowey, and I did it with one health. One attempt. <laughs> you, fight, uh, you beat the final boss of the game with one health on the first shot? Yeah, because <laughs> apparently... How is this possible? He kept shooting me with um, pellets, uh, you could say. Mm-hmm. And I kept regaining health because um, at the end... I don't want to spoil it. But I kind of did already. But <laughs> uh, you, you, get, you gain health. That's a, from... Something in the middle of the fight, I guess, basically. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. But yeah, because everybody's going to know exactly how to beat the game, and we don't want that. They have to suffer. You, yeah. You know, you're not going to give away your secrets. Yeah, so I went from five to one. Five to one on my health. So, yeah, right. that, that honestly sucked. Um, And I died also a couple of times with other bosses. 
And for those who played Undertale, you would know that it's a very hard game. Hmm. So, yeah, it was basically cool. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. So let's jump into the news. Halt. Halt. Yes, halt. Por qué? Why? Because there is an issue that, well, not an issue, but there's something that needs to be addressed. Okay. What happened? Huh? Everyone lost their minds, what was it, yesterday? Or the day two days before? Ago. Two days ago. Okay, two days, two days ago. ago. Today being, what is it, Saturday the 16th, I think on on uh, Thursday the 14th. Yeah. Every, everything hit the fan. Yeah. Everyone lost their minds because half the internet shut down. And when I say half the internet, I mean Facebook, Instagram, uh, Instagram WhatsApp. No, Twitter was actually the only social media outlet standing. You know why? Which is though. weird. Facebook basically owns all of those companies. So that's mm-hmm. why. Once Facebook went down, Instagram went down, WhatsApp went down, there was just no hope for the rest of us. Verizon had an outage that day, too. Did you know that? Sprint also, I believe. Sprint had I thought it was something like that. And Apple had their outage the following day. Oh, okay. So I we're being attacked by like aliens or Russian hackers or something like that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it was really yes. weird. <laughs> but so, the basic point of the matter is. Why'd you have to lose your mind? <laughs> well, no. The internet lost its mind to the point that they blame Thanos for it. <laughs> so it was know. the decimation of yes, the internet. Exactly. And if you think about it, Facebook kind of is half the internet. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so it just makes some sense. There you go. Huh. All right. Well, I guess that was a little bit of a, a mention of what the heck happened this week. I was fine with that that day. I would look at Instagram every once in a while. I wouldn't yeah. And I would move on with my life. Yeah. So I was pretty okay with that, I think. Uh, agreed. <laughs> well, I had a bunch of posts that I was trying to put on the podcast Instagram. Um, and it got it got stuck three of them consecutively. I'm like, something's going on Well, it here. jumped off. Like, what? all that stuff kind of loaded as soon as it came back up, I think, right? It ended up being in a queue. No, because what I, what I did was I actually deleted Instagram from my post, uh, from my phone. And reinstalled it, and then I just couldn't sign on anymore. So oh. all that stuff was lost. Um, but we we ended up getting some stuff up there. And then on Friday, I just went crazy with the Dragon Ball stuff. So technical you know. difficulties, perhaps. Yeah. That being said, the halt hath been lifted. ASAP, bestow us with your knowledge of the fashions. Why don't you? Gratitude, Metatron. <laughs> so. Balrog's fashion pick of the week, real quick. I just want to uh, point out that Muji, it's a store in the Big Apple. That's in New York City for all you uh, people who live under rocks. Muji now has a non-itchy turtleneck sweater for men, and it is on clearance sale. However, we do not know the price (laughs) because there is no price on the freaking website. It's free. It says clearance, it shows the sizes, it shows the different colors available, but it does not show the price. It's free. But it is really nice, though, and, of course, this is a visual, so this is something that would have to be put on the gram. But it is definitely awesome. I want you guys to check it out real quick. It's pretty cool. That looks like it's pretty affordable, like maybe $39.99. The men's non-itchy neck turtleneck. Yes. I think I found the price. What is the price? It says $39. Yes. Men's, yes, men, oh, non-itchy God. neck, turtleneck, $39. Wait, Muji? Muji? Muji. Yes, there you yes, go. Yes, indeed. This is there from Muji go. US. Check out their website for uh, Balrog's Fashion of the Week. We'll throw this up on the Instagram as well so you can, guys can take a look. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The non-itchy part, 
that's the part that really that's important. To that's me. the most important one. Yeah, it's non-itchy because that's annoying, especially if you get sweaty around your neck. Oh, stuff is terrible. Yeah. You know what eventually happens? You start pulling on that turtleneck. Yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's not so it. much of a turtleneck anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's going like a turtle a, sleeve a or something thing, like that. You know? <laughs> Sure. But like for that. all y'all who don't know, Muji is Japanese um, luxury, luxurious fashion. So this is really unique stuff. Y'all should check it out. And like Jose said, it's the non-itchy part that's probably the best seller here. Yeah. 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 So that's my fashion pick of the week. And I just want to point out really quick that it is official that green is the new in color for pants. And I have proof that I'm wearing it right now. Is it? Uh, yeah. wow. it's it's actually, is green it, the new green? Green is the new color. But that's Wait. like a hunter green, isn't it? It's still green. Yes. Yeah, like I was going to say. Green. Okay, fine, then you got to specify that. Because if you wore like a light green pair of pants, you'd just be the Riddler at that point. Like, <laughs> I don't really know if I could condone that. Yeah, like dark green looks raw. That's kind of like an yeah. army fatigue exactly. stuff. green. True, true. You know, but I don't know. Are you going to be rocking neon green? I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, so I guess it depends what shade of green, but green is the new in color for pants i could do i could totally feel that yeah, like i cool. i have had like um you know like well you, you know like the khaki trends have always been around and those have always kind of looked good in like a dark green color big facts so yeah. like that's yeah exactly i can see how green being like a, a color for other types of pants now can be a thing because you know i figure that's been fashionable for some time to have like those kind of muted green colors yeah so makes sense to me if it's a new in color for pants then i'm into it yeah okay all right, so that's a little bit of cool fashion news from the week from our favorite fashion editor, ASAP. Thanks for that bit of news. Green is in. His pick of the week. Again, that'll be on our Instagram later today. Um, now we're going to jump right into some E! News. So, E! Elias, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on in the world of pop culture news? Yeah. So this week, Marvel confirmed another movie in the cinematic universe that's on its way. Mm -hmm. They not only announced the movie, but they announced the director and writer. Um, Destin Daniel Credden, who's Mar who is Marvel's choice to direct Shang-Chi, um, will direct Shang-Chi, and it's going to be written by Dave Callahan. Uh, he wrote Wonder Woman, 1984, the Godzilla reboot, Meta, mm -hmm. and Into the Spider-Verse 2. Into the Spider-Verse 2? Yeah, there is a new oh. one, so he's writing... He's writing the script for that one. So he's really writing two upcoming movies. That's yeah. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Busy man. So about Shang-Chi, um, he sometimes work, he works alone, but other times he fights alongside uh, heroes like Spider-Man, Daredevil, or the Avengers. So, yeah. Um, okay. He so basically he could be in the in the cinematic Netflix universe or the MCU at some point. Yeah. Even though Maybe. it no longer exists. But. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been. He could have been. been. Okay. That would have been a nice team of him and Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah that would have been pretty cool, I think. Mm -hmm. Two martial artist characters. Mm -hmm. um, the first time he was um, shown was in 1973, I believe. Um, the special Marvel edition uh, number 15. And um, with, the with the popularity of superheroes waning in the 70s. Uh, even though he's... He's in a lot of comic books, but he's not really shown um, outside comic books. Uh, to In the present, right now, uh, the, his only appearance is in Marvel Future Fight, uh, the mobile game. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so wow. he doesn't even have his own comic book right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool. Um, 
I just I'm not too familiar with Shang-Chi. I didn't even know he so, existed. <laughs> well, do I. I played Future Fight, so I've seen him there, but um it's it's interesting. But let's see what happens. It kinda looks like um very basically it kinda looks like a little bit um like like they were cashing in on the Bruce Lee stuff. Back in the seventies, that. right? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, if exactly. anything. Like Shang-Chi, like Bruce Lee, it's basically the same darn thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Meta, we've got some alien news, right? Yes, we do. Alien is celebrating its 40th anniversary. And in in honor of that, they're going to come out with some short films. And I actually saw the trailer for it earlier. It looks like it's going to be good. Really good. Uh, I don't want to say it's scary, but it had me a little, like, towards the end, there was a little, wow. So that was pretty cool. So it's six, six short films, right? Yeah, what I'm see the thing with this is I kind of want movies though. I don't want short films. But well, I, I gather that's going to come, but I think everything's on hold because of the Disney merger. So that's probably the reason why we're not seeing movies. Oh, that's right. I didn't yeah. even factor that in. This is pro- Disney owns everything. Yeah, this is probably going to be the last thing that Fox releases in terms of the alien stuff. Oh, so Fox is still in charge of this? Yes, this is still a Fox thing, and so these these six short films were produced by Fox. Oh. So this is Fox's last hurrah. Well, judging from the trailers, I'm not going to lie, it looks like a pretty good last hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these films are going to be released in different Comic-Cons, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, eventually, I think... The, the game plan for them is that they're going to end up... So I believe the first two are going to be done in California. Is that correct? Mm, I don't know about specific places. Well, let's find out. Yeah. Because I believe it's going to start there, and then they're going to release two... Eventually what's going to happen is all six are going to be released, and I believe March 30th, IGN is then going to take one film each week and release it every week. So for as so, like a streaming service thing? No, no, no. This is just going to be on IGN's website. Oh. So. so one movie the first week, one short film this is the next week, and they're going to continue until all six have been shown, obviously. So that's pretty interesting news. Uh, 40 years of, of Aliens, I think that's pretty good. And we've had some highs and lows with that franchise. But hopefully... Um, this is the start of a new high for them, right? Hopefully. I mean, I, I read on the article that it said Alien Covenant was a low. Sorry, I don't think it was a low. I quite like that movie. Okay. Well, let's see Let's see what happens. Um, Elias, we've got some more news regarding Shazam, right? Mm-hmm. So, about the new movie Shazam. Um, according to early tracking, it could hit... $40 million at the U.S. box office on April 5th. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good amount for a DC movie. Yeah, well, it, it comes on the heels of Aquaman, and Aquaman made a massive $1.14 billion worldwide. But you know what? Shazam doesn't need to get there because their production budget was substantially 80. smaller. Yes, what was the yeah. production? $80 million. Mm-hmm. Just the... Uh, for the production budget. Yeah, just, just $80 million. Just yeah. $80 million. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to go crazy in terms of uh, box office to make its money back. Yeah. And um, this could be a good movie because it takes it takes a much different approach from 
um, the DC Cinematic Universe. It's more comical, more lighter, compared to the less beloved Justice League Adventures. Yeah, those were pretty dark, especially in the Snyderverse. Yeah. So um, we, we're fortunate because we are actually going to watch Sazam early. So we're, we're looking to watch Sazam on March 23rd. So we're going to have a, a podcast for you guys. It's going to be a spoiler-free podcast. But mm-hmm. we are going to be giving you our impressions of Shazam next week. So maybe that's a podcast you guys might want to look out for. Um, but Shazam at $40 million, I think that'll be pretty good for them, right? Yeah, less than half of what it costs to make uh, Aquaman. Yep. So we shall see. So, from one DC character to the next, we're going to transition from the Shazam movie to the much maligned Flash movie. What information do we have on that? It was originally supposed to hit theaters in March 2018. However, that didn't happen because it lost um, do- uh, two directors, um, uh, Dobes Rick Famuyiwa. Um, yep. Famuyiwa. Yeah. Uh, forgive me if uh, we said that wrong. Yeah, Rick Famuyiwa. And uh, uh, Meta's, uh, I th- believe, watch list. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Writer Seth Graham uh, Smith. Yep. So those were two directors that were slated to direct The Flash, and um, those were two directors that left. But, however, it was delayed to late 2019. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And we still don't have a Flash movie. So now we have news that, um, do we have a director? Yes, we do have two two directors. We have two directors on the project. Um, Right now it is... Mark Miller? No, No, not Mark Miller. So John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein have signed on to direct. They were signed on to direct back in January of 2018. But the project has stalled ever since. Ezra Miller is getting a little bit antsy, so he's going to take the bull by the reins here. And the news is that he's going to be adding screenwriting to his list of responsibilities on this thing. And he's going to be teaming up with no other than Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, you should know that he's a prolific writer for DC Comics, so... You have those two teaming up to write the Flash movie script, which has had several speed bumps along the way. So hopefully this is a good sign that the project is moving forward. Um, Originally, they had slated this to be Flashpoint back when Scott uh, Snyder was was still helming uh, the DC Universe. Whether it stays as Flashpoint or not, we're not entirely sure, but... You know, once we get more news on that, we'll, you know, parse that along to you guys. So from DC, now we're going to DC Marvel because we have news about James Gunn, who's currently writing and directing Suicide Squad. But guess what? He's got another project, a project that he was taken off, but now he's being brought back. Can we get a little information on that? So apparently James Gunn is brought back. Two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume? Three. Oh. <laughs> Three. So what happened on that? Um, so apparently he was kicked out for um, crude commentary. Okay. Um, because he was targeting his, his director for 
um, outspoken disapproval of uh, Donald Trump. Disney was, right? Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was brought up half. He was brought back. And now he's here. And I'm happy. Basically, I think we all are happy to see yep. to see James Gunn return. Um, this is all rumor mill stuff, but I I had heard, and I kind of suspected this too, because normally when you fire somebody for this kind of stuff, there's a lot of condemnation that goes with it, and then they kind of fall out of the industry if it's something that they're really serious about. But when they fired him, it was kind of like, yeah, I guess we'll fire him. It was kind of like half-assed, so to speak, right? I, I think they were afraid of the backlash. Yeah. They were afraid of when... The movie was completed. Everybody would want to talk about what he said as opposed to the movie itself. Right. But it was almost so. like they were waiting for the backlash. It but never it came. came. Exactly. Exactly. The backlash never came. And then DC hired him, and everybody was, like, actually really happy about it. Yes. You were like, oh, he's on Suicide Squad 2. That's awesome. Guardians of the Galaxy is awesome. Suicide Squad 2 is going to be awesome. So Disney probably, like, kind of looked at it again, and they were like, no backlash. Everybody's really excited about Suicide Squad 2, even though Suicide, even though Suicide Squad 1 was pretty much a train wreck. Why don't we just hire rehire the guy back? It was kind of like they like the rumor was that they always kind of planned to hire him back. Maybe not from the very beginning, but shortly after they fired him. And it looks like they were just like, well, now that this is all kind of swept under the rug and everybody's excited for Suicide Squad 2, let's jump on this and rehire him. So I mean that's that's just the rumor mill, but that's that's what I had heard about it. And I'm definitely glad he's back. All right, so let's jump into a little bit of news from the streaming services, a little bit of news that I'm actually looking forward to. Ask the question, what if Spider-Man had joined the Fantastic Four? What if Captain America had not vanished during World War II? What if he joined Hydra? What if Daredevil became a member of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? What 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 if if Uncle Ben never died? What if Uncle Ben never died? A lot of what-ifs here. And what I'm talking about is it looks like Marvel is reportedly going to be bringing the Marvel What If series, which began in 1977 and has been running essentially to this day, has some of the most fun stories in the Marvel Universe, including, I mentioned this another time, uh, Daredevil, or excuse me, Deadpool killing the entire Marvel Universe was one of them. That was actually when they changed the name of it a little bit, I think. Twice. Uh, That's right, he's done it twice. The Punisher has killed the Marvel Universe. So it looks like, Marvel is bringing this series to Disney Plus, and it might end up being a TV show. This is like this is fantastic news, to be honest with you. I'm really excited to see that they're going to be bringing this to the, to Disney Plus because I think we've actually mentioned this before. How cool! Uh, we definitely have mentioned this before. How cool some of the what if stories were. Um, let's here's take a, good, a, here's a good one. one. What if the world knew Daredevil was blind? Yeah, what if the world knew Daredevil was blind? These are all stories that have occurred, by the way, all the ones that I've mentioned thus far. Uh, I think except ASAP had a pretty good idea for a what-if story, possibly, with uh, Red Skull. Oh, yeah, mine's so dark. What (laughs) if Red Skull became the Fuhrer? Basically, he would have been better than Hitler by far. He'd be the man in the high cast. Obviously. (laughs) Um, But the new series will, of course, be seen by Kevin Feige. It's not going to be canon, as that would totally tear the Marvel Universe apart. Um, and it, it looks like, yeah, this is something that's going to be coming to the Disney Plus services I mentioned. So let's, I mean, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, let's see what happens. Again, this is just basically a rumor. Um, but Marvel, you had better get on this and that release a good it. Rumor. Yeah, that's a really good one. because Not only is it is it awesome you know, because of the fact of the alternate stories, 
but you're probably going to see a lot more Marvel characters you haven't seen on screen before because of this. So we'll see how this turns out. I'm excited. Um, so I'm really excited about the What If series. Um, now jumping into Trailer Park. We have the first big Aladdin trailer that gives us even more of Will Smith's genie. Uh, Will Smith's genie. Um, yeah, okay. Let's just continue. <laughs> I guess that's your opinion of it. Did you, yeah. did you, did you see, you saw the Aladdin cartoon before, I'm assuming? Yeah. So yeah. You've seen Aladdin. I mean, that was more from when I was a little bit younger, but that's all, like, really cool Disney stuff. Um, I mean, the, the biggest stuff about the trailers has been the genie, has been Will Smith and the genie. I'm actually a little more excited about the movie from seeing this trailer because it, it looks like the bad effects of the first trailer were just that, like, kind of preliminary stuff. It looks a little bit better, I think. I don't know if you guys agree. It looks better than those first couple of trailers. Uh, he spends some more time in his, like, Will Smith form, which I actually feel is kind of going to be, like, a good thing without the blue skin. Yeah, no blue, right? Yeah, no blue skin, looking like a normal person. It does do that in the lad, and also, if you remember, mm -hmm. as, like, a member of, of like, uh, Prince Ali's court, he just looks like a regular human, so they could totally pull that off. Um, I mean, it's, it's cool to see some of the scenes from the original movie, uh, especially one of the most emotional scenes from Aladdin, when he reaches for Princess Jasmine's hand when he's on the magic carpet and says, do you trust me? That's like one of the cooler, like more like emotional like scenes from Aladdin. So it's kind of cool to see that all in the trailer. I don't know. What do you guys think about the the Aladdin trailer? At least this other one. Well, for me, um, there's three Disney movies coming out this year. Right. Um, Lion King, Dumbo, and Aladdin King, right? Lion. Or Aladdin. Aladdin King. Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. Aladdin. The Aladdin, Aladdin King. King. The Aladdin King. <laughs> the Dumbo Aladdin King. So for me, Aladdin's cool. Um I just for for some reason I'm not super excited over it. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm not super excited over Dumbo. Um, I'm super excited for Lion King. Yeah, but, Lion King looks awesome. Yeah, but for some reason this lion, this uh, see, I'm doing it also. I'm messing right? it up too. I'm messing everybody up. For some reason, this Aladdin trailer just really doesn't get me all that excited. I mean, it's it's cool and all mm -hmm. that stuff, but there's I I have more excitement for Lion King. Than I do for this one and for Dumbo, so that's just my take on it. I would um, say Dumbo is probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most, besides the Lion King. Mm -hmm. Lion King, but um, going back to Aladdin, something that me and Meta noticed was um Aladdin's parkour. That was pretty cool. <laughs> he it does that in the cool. in the in the original movie as well. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not really much, but I guess it was cool. Some pretty decent moments. It's, it looks like a pretty good trailer. I'm not rushing to see it. I don't know if anybody else really cares very much. But that was one of the first trailers that we got a chance to check out this week. Uh, another one that I think got a better reaction from yeah. the crew. Oh, yeah. uh, we got our our first reactions to Seth Rogen's uh, what's being called a live action South Park. I think Matt um, has something to say about that. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone might have something to say about that too. But yeah. Um, I mean, it's being it's being marketed as that from Entertainment Weekly. That's the tagline on their website. Um, it's Good Boys, which premiered at South by Southwest. That is the new Seth Rogen film. And I mean, you can make whatever whatever South Park comparisons you want. To me, it just basically looks like another Seth Rogen movie. It's like super bad, but if they were even younger. And I'm okay with that because I love super bad. That movie is hilarious. And this trailer looks funny. It's kind of the like, uh it's the more the red band trailer too, so you got to see all the cursing and all the craziness. They actually made fun of it 
right before it, that little segment with yeah. Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically he's saying he's got the kids right in front of him. And he's like, you the know stars what? stars of the movie, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, um, well, we've got the trailer here, but I can't show it to you, you know, because it has swearing, has, you know, cursing, has all this stuff. It's all rated R. You can do the stuff in the movie, but we can't show you the trailer of you doing stuff in the movie. So it's a little meta right there, you know. It's like, it's like that's how best up the entertainment industry. Is. Exactly, you know. But uh, it looks really, really cool, and I, I definitely think that this is a cool looking trailer. This is a movie that I might actually see as soon as it comes out. What do you? What, are, what does it you come out? Do we? Do we know? Do um, we have a release date, my friends? I may have missed that on the trailer. I didn't notice that anywhere, to be honest with you, too. I don't think the article has anything that specifies that. Let's take a cursory glance check in, check in, here check in. and see here. Here we go. Release date. August 16th of this year. August 16th? August 16th. August what? 16th. Okay. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's not too far away. That's basically just around there. Balrog's going to watch it on his soldier <laughs> TV. The early summer That's time. right. <laughs> That's your soldier phone. Yes. What do you think about it, Balrog? Did you like that trailer? I loved it. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, Especially when they locked um, the, the cop or the the store cop inside with a dildo um, <laughs> to the outside door. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. There's a lot of weird stuff in that trailer. So like, are we fifth graders or are we sixth graders? <laughs> 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 it looks really entertaining. Oh, it was like, it was like, who's Molly? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of like, yeah, like little drug references and stuff like that. Not for the younger crowd. Um, what about you, Matt? What'd you think about it? Did you enjoy it's the trailer? No South Park. I'll tell you that. That's, that's <laughs> true. That's Park. true. Well, it's one movie versus. It's close enough. What are we on? Like almost twenty seasons or something? More than that? Is it that much? It's more like thirty or something. More like <laughs> as you were. <laughs> no, it's not that high. It's like in a it's not. No, it's like season season twenty three, I think, right now. No, twenty two. It's been that long. Yeah, it's been on wow. for very. South Park has been on for a very long time. Um, they only have the one movie, right? That awesome yeah. one movie. Yeah, the the <laughs> that awesome one movie. Awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, the South Park the South Park movie is the only one that that did come out. Um, yeah, season twenty-two, which ended last year in December. Oh wow! So there, there should be running into season twenty-three at some point soon. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Season twenty-two. They're running up against the Simpsons here, right? If anybody, the Simpsons has been on for thirty years, though. So the Simpsons almost like Simpson actually has been on for thirty years. Wow. So that's something that's going to be hard to top. Yeah. The first episode of South Park. Let's not get too far. Off the point here, but since South Park is revered over Good Boys, according to Meta, even though it's one movie, um, no, South Park is awesome. So the first episode of South Park did air on August thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. So South Park has been on forever. Wow. Um, for reference, really quickly, again, I don't want to get too far off what we're talking about. South Park, excuse me, The Simpsons is currently on its thirtieth season. So this is the 30th season of The Simpsons that just aired on March 24th, or as, uh, excuse me, is is going to air, I should say, on March 24th. Um, and for the quick reference, we do a little quick history lesson of the longest-running cartoons on television. The first episode of The Simpsons aired on December 17th, 1989. So that stuff has been going on for quite a while. Um, cool beans. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting back to it, I'm excited about this trailer. I think it's going to be as funny as Superbad, which I've seen several times. So we'll see how that one goes. 
So I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, this is something that looks like it's going to be insanely funny. But something that I'm really looking forward to is a little old movie that's coming out in a, about a month from now. A month and I think 10 very, days. Very, small. A small independent film. Indi that, indie film all the way. Yeah, there was a trailer that just came out for it. It's uh, something called Avengers Endgame. Yeah. I heard like a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people watched it. Apparently the first one, Infinity War, was pretty heard, popular. They're gonna I don't play know if you guys have heard of it. Only you guys heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, they're going to play it in art house movie theaters and all that yeah. stuff. It's very understated. Small. It's a black and white film, apparently. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at both of you. What the hell are you talking about? Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Avengers Endgame final trailer came out this week. And I want to hear from somebody else before I start in on this. But what I will say is it was freaking epic, man. That trailer <laughs> looks Awesome. Thoughts. Little fear, little tear. Yeah, a little Thor tear. It's exactly. a fear. It's a, a fear down my face. Exactly. A Thor tear. Um, <laughs> impressions. Somebody give me some impressions, please. <laughs> you spoke. You have to talk first. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> the conch shell I mean, is yours. It looks pretty cool, but it's Avengers. It's bound to be cool. It's nothing <laughs> earth-shattering in my opinion. Nothing earth-shattering in this new trailer? No, not that it's not... In, like, what I'm trying to say is it's <laughs> Avengers. Okay, it's going to be interesting. It's interesting. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. That is very understated. Interesting. Interesting. You know what's interesting? The Soldier Console. Is yes. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is the this is the culmination of ten years of Marvel movies, and all you have to say about it is that it's interesting. <laughs> I'm getting a little animated here because I don't know if I can deal with this kind of stuff, man. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting emotional yeah. like Thor when his whole family died. All right, fine. That's fine. You're entitled to the opinion. I think by this point, maybe it's almost like fatigue, right? It's like, just come out already just, so we can watch this. Just end. another Marvel movie. <laughs> A small art house film. So that's Meta's thoughts. Marvel's <laughs> just been in the back mirror. <clears throat> in the back mirror? Back mirror? Yeah. Back, back mirror. mirror? Okay, I'm just, I'm going to stop because I don't want to start a fight in this podcast. <laughs> I want to bring it to somebody else. Who else has got an opinion? Elias, you have to have an opinion on this. Tell me about it. And uh, tread lightly because you say it's interesting. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. That's all. What do you think, Elias? What do you think of the trailer? Yeah. Two things that I'm hyped up most for. Mm -hmm. The fact that Captain Marvel is in it. Yeah! Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've loved the other Captain Marvel, which I will say about later. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. And also their new armor. Oh, yeah, the white, like, quantum suit-looking armor. They yeah. think it's quantum, the quantum armor yeah. that they all have. Do so you yeah. notice they all kind of had the same armor, except Rhodey had, like, War Machine armor that was, like, bigger and bulkier and, like, had kind of had the white quantum armor on top of it? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And you see, who do you see in that scene? You get confirmation that Tony Stark is back on Earth and Nebula is back on Earth, unless it's a crazy misdirect or some CGI like trickery like they did well, with the that, Hulk. That would be horrible. That would be awful. That. Right? Yeah. That's, we see, that's just messing with our, our emotions right there. Who do we see there? We see Cap. We see well, Ronan Hawkeye. No. Tony Stark. Mo Nebula. Hawkeye. Mo Hawkeye. We see Mo <laughs> Hawkeye briefly in that part. We see Natasha. 
we Batman. don't see Mark Ruffalo, but I think he's standing behind Natasha. If you look in that scene very carefully, you don't see his face. That might be there. Might be a reason behind that. Maybe maybe that's the big CGI weirdness. Maybe he's standing behind her, looking like Professor Hulk, mm -hmm. and that's why they don't show his face in that part. I don't know. Uh, you're right. Ant Man is somebody else that we spot in that scene. So like a lot of the Avengers, I think Rocket is there. Actually, no, we don't see Rocket in like Quantum. No, scene. but we do see Rocket with um, Iron War, War Machine. War Machine. Yeah. In his even bulkier War Machine armor, it looks pretty. That's cool. almost like the Hulkbuster, right? Yeah. It's, it's got that look to it. That's how bulky it is. Well, the thing is, isn't there an armor that he had called War, like the the machine War Machine Buster armor? I think that might Maybe be it. Maybe that could be it. That yeah. could be just be me. There is so much stuff going on in this trailer. It's, it's not even funny. You know, it, it starts out with that emotional bet where they they go and they recap um, each of the main Avengers' journey up until this point. You mm -hmm. get what it, it starts out with Iron Man, right? Yeah, and it, it shows Iron Man. With, shows the scene from Iron Man One. Yep. Then you go to Captain America, mm -hmm. and Captain America, they show him when he's in the first Avenger, and the one that's narrating at that point, the first one is Iron Man, and it's Tony Stark narrating. Um, the second one is Captain America, and it's Peggy Carter narrating at that point. Right, right, yeah. right. So everybody kind of caught what she said there, right? That seemed to me like it was a big hint as to where mm -hmm. the plot was going. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of deepness there, and then the last part is Thor talking about um, everybody that's gone, and then you see the scenes of both Falcon and um, see Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and and, uh, and you, you see, see you watch um, Okoye Okoye's reaction, reaction to Black Panther exactly dissipating as well. So you know something that's notable though, I don't know if you guys noticed, and I think there's something to this. The it's weird how they kind of highlight. In black and white and red, and the reason yes. that's weird. The reason yes. that's weird. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the part where they show Captain America's gloves in red, the other parts in there, the the red that they show is all red that was in the original scene that like, they kind of highlight, like except flag, for Captain America. Like exactly, Thor. like the flag, yeah. right? Exactly, Thor's, like uh, Thor's the red on his cape, mm -hmm. but with Captain America's gloves, they're brown. They're not red in that scene in in Infinity War. I feel like there's a lot of hints in this one. I don't know what the heck that has to do necessarily with anything, but maybe this is a hint. There's two There's two things here that I think are hints, okay? That part with him having the red gloves, which he didn't have red in the original scene, and when they have the big walkout reveal at the end, when they're in the quantum suits, he's the first person they, they show. I think that that's hinting at something. Well, and, and also the use of red traditionally means something especially in horror movies right right it's yeah. there's a symbolism to it obviously right. but i think it might the be symbolism, captain america symbolism of bread is always death yeah, yeah exactly so but he's the only one that had the color change to red which is why i think there's significance there right so well, i don't know hey listen at the end of the day that wouldn't be too much of a of a of a revelation because you know we that we we've been waiting for Captain America to die since Civil War, <laughs> you know, because the Civil War storyline had, in the comics, Captain America dying. Yeah, I so, believe it was the, the latest, the second Civil War story. Right, exactly. Mistaken. And so, you know, we've been waiting for him to die for, like, forever now, you know what I'm saying? So it wouldn't be that much of a revelation. Um, there are some And it's lonely that he's still alive because all his 
his buddies back from the old right. days and his, yeah. and his lover they're all that's gone. why they even show like the scene with Peggy Carter with her passing away and, yeah. and they kind of highlight the that and uh, I have to go the back to that, that too. everybody thought was Captain America when they were filming Civil War yeah yeah, yeah that's true but like I, I kind of have to go back because because the words that Peggy Carter says if there's anybody who hasn't seen this trailer yet I'm assuming everybody has said it is that you can't go back but the best that you can do is to try to start over Okay, and like how often has the theory been that they're gonna either go time travel or do some sort of uh, some sort of quantum dimensional type thing that they're gonna go through? I mean, I feel like that's hinting at the plot a little bit, and then we get into some cool stuff a little bit later in the trailer. Um, kind of after they show that whole montage, they show the scenes of of uh, Captain America basically trying to rally the troops again, saying how he's all broken up about it and how everybody else has moved on. But the Avengers, us. they can't do it. Not us. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of detail in it. What, what, what's going on, Elias? What little thoughts do you have about it? Okay. You guys cannot get mad at me, okay? I can't? I have a theory that okay. I just came up with. Okay. It's dumb. There's no dumb theories here. We already have some theories, by the way. And If we're right, we're going to let you guys know. But what's up, Elias? Like, what's your theory? Black and white. That can sometimes mean death, right? Yeah, and the red. The red symbolizes death also, but black and white can be like flashback, renewal, death. It can be, I mean, it can symbolize a lot of things. Isn't yeah. it funny how um, red mm -hmm. is shown, uh, red and black and white mm -hmm. are shown with Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man? Mm -hmm. And there's nobody else that actually shows that too, you're yeah. right. Yeah, this is dumb, but they could. There's a possible chance that they could probably die in Endgame. Here's here's the thing I say to that though. That's possible too, but it might be also a product of the fact that they're the only ones that had their own movies. If you look at it, Black Widow never had her own movie. Hulk never had his own movie, and Ronan slash Mohawk Eye never had his own movie. <laughs> so there's not as much to pull at for like those flashback scenes. But it's still a pretty good theory. Maybe they'll pass away, and maybe. The other three will kind of carry the torch. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, the theories have always revolved around Captain America and Iron Man, uh, or both passing away mm -hmm. in Endgame. Mm -hmm. um, Thor, that, that could be a possibility also. You know, mm -hmm. you look at the contract situation. So you look at the business side. These are all guys that their contracts are ending. So, you know, maybe this is a way of moving on. And we already have Kevin Feige confirming that. Captain Marvel will be the lead going forward. She is not only the most powerful um, hero in the MCU, but it seems like she's going to be the one that takes the helm of the Avengers and all the heroes going forward. So you never know. Maybe maybe this is truly a passing of the of the guard here. And um, I used to watch a show when I was like um, not too uh, young. Uh, Marvel, I forgot what it's called, the, the thing on Disney XD, I used to watch Disney XD, yes, you can, you can laugh. No, that's fine, I uh, watch it also. Yeah. That's, uh, the Marvel's Avengers Assemble, I think it's called. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if this relates, but I've, I don't, I don't have a good memory, but I believe that Captain America, um, Iron Man, and Thor were gone, or at least, um, Two of them were gone um, during the show. Okay. Um, after some something happened, but I mean, there's a possible chance because um, in that show, Captain Marvel, 
Captain Marvel takes the lead of everybody um, who's still alive, like Hawkeye, stuff. Yeah, she leads the Avengers in that show for a quick minute, right? Yeah, because there are three characters who are gone, I believe. Mm -hmm. So this could, it could possibly happen. And they have been hyping up Captain Marvel for quite a bit yeah. ever since the uh, the movie was announced. So, you know, it's foreseeable that she could be the one going forward. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Like I said, there's a couple of things in the in the trailer itself that were interesting. Um, the internet has gone a little crazy looking at Hawkeye's daughter, or at least who we believe Hawkeye's daughter is in the uh, Endgame trailer. It looks like of, it because you kind of see the, the yeah, family in the background. A lot of people are speculating that, that could be some iteration or some form of Kate Bishop, who is Hawkeye in the comic books as well. Um, so you have that. You have you know the instance of the spacesuits that we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and it's funny because if you go on the internet, that show that you watched, that mm -hmm. actually, they had a reference to that in that show where they used very, very similar suits. So yes. this is not the first time we've seen these type of suits and the Avengers wearing it. Um, yes. One that. interesting thing that we just saw that, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but um, Liberty Island? Yeah, Liberty Island is surrounded by boats. Yeah, so it's a little strange because why is that happening? And why did they choose to focus on that in that trailer? There's a couple of theories. One being that basically all those boats washed up. Uh, because after of the snap and decimation it? or the snap. Mm -hmm. I guess we have to call it the decimation. Yeah. We don't have to, but I guess we shall. Just to be official with you Marvel guys. Uh, or oh, pause. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. But yeah, I thought yeah. that was um, a snapshot of Liberty Island as a flashback during the 40s. I don't think so. Because they showed that during the Captain America segment. So yeah. I thought that was in the 40s. I'm trying to think about where that rolls We, do, we don't know. Because that Liberty Island looks nothing like that today. Right, exactly. Because you have all those boats. So it could be the 40s where everybody's trying to get in, but it seems immigration that way. But if you look at it, though, the but Captain America flashback part was all black and white. And this is the first this, part where it gets into full color. Right. That so, that, so I think that's where they like get back into the, into the tempo. Well, you could break it down like this. Okay. The first scene being, of course, that with all the boats surrounding it leads to kind of Captain America having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you see the Kate Bishops, possible Kate Bishop stuff. I think that's possible because they're going to have to have somebody to roll over in the next phase. Of yeah, thing. and you can, you can lean into the Young Avengers at that point, which could be a thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Then there's, like, you know, all of the other flashback scenes that we see. And then one of the things that definitely in, intrigues you about this t trailer is you get your first glance at Ant-Man, and it gives you a little bit more of an idea of when he gets back into the into the, the real world, outside of the quantum world, I guess, because mm -hmm. uh, he sees a lot of, like, missing posters or something like that. So right. it seems like there's a little time that's passed, a little bit of time since the snap happened. He comes out, doesn't know what the heck's going on, basically sees the whole world in shambles. But And he uses a pencil yeah. as a pole vault. Yeah. Which is I, totally awesome. I have to talk about, like, my two favorite images, though, from this trailer. Um, definitely one of them. I think a lot of people are kind of a fan of this. I really like that image of Rocket and War Machine that I oh, mentioned yeah. earlier. That's yeah. a really cool image, and it has to be mentioned again. That's Rocket's comic book costume that's being kind of revived for this movie, so that's a pretty cool little Easter egg for those that are watching. And I skip all the way to the end of the trailer because that reveal of Captain Marvel is pretty freaking awesome. 
for those who haven't seen the trailer, there's a part at the end, basically, where Thor walks up to Captain Marvel, looking a little bit threatening, actually. Look like he looks like he's trying to intimidate her, and then he reaches out to the side. You you hear Stormbreaker kind of rustling around in the background, and then it flies right past the left side of Carol Danvers' head. She doesn't, she doesn't flinch. even flinch. Nope. Yeah. She does not even flinch. She gives him a smirk, a smile, looks at him like basically like if you do that again, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> so. I really like that scene, and I do have to mention, I don't think that that would have been the final shot of this trailer if it weren't for the massive success of Captain Marvel. But that's just random theory stuff, if anything. So speaking of the soon-to-be strongest Avenger in the MCU, um, we're talking Captain Marvel, we're talking about box office, we're talking about how Captain Marvel... Opened up at $153 million in its first weekend. Right now, we're, we're getting into the second weekend. Captain Marvel sits at $200 million domestic, $600 million worldwide. We're talking about it's going to pass or has passed already Amazing Spider-Man 2, Thor The Dark World, Venom, Solo, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Justice League, and Doctor Strange. So um, we're talking about huge numbers for Captain Marvel here, and we're figuring this is going to be easily another billion-dollar movie for the MCU. Well, it's it's been out for two this, weeks. This will be it's going into its second weekend right this now. It's the second weekend, and it's already made eight hundred million dollars. I would say it's going to cross somewhere around one point three. $1.4 billion pretty yeah. easily. I don't think it has any competition this weekend, so to speak, except for maybe um, the movie Us, right? I feel uh, like it's this weekend. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it might be coming out this weekend as well. I know there were some screenings that I was thinking of checking out for it, but I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, definitely another movie that I'm coming out. Um, no, but it really doesn't have any competition because even if Us comes out... Right? It's not going to make a major dent. Yeah. You know, it, it'll, it'll easily fall into probably the second slot slot us mm -hmm. right with captain marvel again taking number one this weekend um it is this coming weekend by the way it's march 22nd but, oh okay no i mean jordan peele no i just said no offense jordan peele does it oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i thought there was a black no <laughs> no offense jordan peele and that's it <laughs> Well, no, I, I I want to see that movie too, but like that obviously, looks good. yeah, no, it does look really good. It looks really good. It does look really good. It actually even looks a little bit better than Get Out, and I like Get Out a lot too. But mm -hmm. Captain yeah. Marvel is definitely going to basically continue to destroy at the box office. Yep. I do not see that changing anytime soon. Me neither. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the box office records are being broken for the first opening weekend, and it's basically one of the highlights. It's the highest grossing or second highest grossing March movie ever. I believe something right, along I those lines. It's behind uh, Batman vs Superman. <laughs> yeah, which it probably won't be behind for very long. Oh no! I, I think with Batman vs Superman, everybody came out the first weekend and then realized how much how bad it was mm -hmm. and never went back. Bad word of mouth spread and it was exactly. over on that one. So it's going to be well. It is much different from Captain Marvel because a lot of people are really, really digging this iteration here. Um, for Captain Marvel, honestly, you guys. Don't get mad at don't don't get mad at me, okay? Captain Marvel hyped me up for Avengers Endgame. 
There's nothing to get mad about it. I, I think that was the whole point. Yep. I mean, I wasn't really hyped up for Avengers Endgame uh, before I saw the trailer and before um, I See, saw... See, I'm not the only one. So the so two of you share Kevin that. Kevin. The, okay. mad, the mad titans over here, the mad <laughs> siblings, really. Uh, yeah, I, I prefer being referred to as a celestial being. <laughs> <laughs> mad meta, the celestial being. But, yeah, okay, so at least it got you hyped up for it. Unlike meta, who's still like, eh. It's Marvel. It's you interesting. Know, whatever. <laughs> it's big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's uh, been killing box office records. And I don't know, guys. Should we get into what we all thought about it? Because we've all seen it at this point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have to wait any longer. Uh, uh, are we, we going to discuss toppings? Discuss, yes. Yes. I think we're going to go straight into it. So yeah, uh, these are spoilers for those of you. Who have not seen Captain Marvel? There are going to be some spoilers in our breakdown. We of call the movie. them some. There's going, going to be all of them. Yeah, we're just going to tell you the whole movie from start to finish and tell you what you thought we thought about every single frame. Even okay? though we said some, we're going to be here for the next <laughs> yeah. two hours and forty-five minutes, exactly. breaking down this movie in real time. No, we're not going to do that, obviously. All right. So first thoughts. Who? Wants to tell us what they thought of Captain Marvel. Start real quick. What's up, Ace? I want to start off by saying, okay, the movie, the way it started off was amazing. So the Marvel, uh, uh, like the comic scroll, I, I think that's what you want to oh, call it, whatever. The Instead, yeah, the opening. Instead of seeing all the superheroes like you usually do in every Marvel movie, yes. we saw the creator, the man, Stan. It was a beautiful tribute. And it said, yes. "Thank you, Stan," and we appreciate that. Yeah. Stan and by the way, Rock. he was in the movie. He was, and that's an interesting yeah. moment, which we will get yeah. to. <laughs> we'll get into that yeah. later on. For those who are fans of Kevin Smith that have like '90s movies, that'll be an interesting, it very, very so meta. Many questions. Very meta moment. It raises so many questions. But yeah, seriously though, before we continue, mm -hmm. real talk. Thank you, Stan. Thank you. Thank you, Stan. One hundred percent agree. Yes. Agreed. Thanks, Stan. So, what do you think of the movie, though? Like. The opening crawl was awesome. I think everybody agrees with that. Seeing Stan Lee instead of the Marvel characters was a nice little moment, a nice touching tribute to Stan Lee. What about the movie? Was that the best part of the movie? The best part of the movie was the Stan Lee crawl? What'd you think? No, I mean, like, I'm not as big a Marvel fan as you guys are, mm -hmm. but, like, okay, honestly, I thought this was, this was going to be, like, a waste of my $11. Mm -hmm. But the thing was that I didn't plan on going to watch um, Captain Marvel. I didn't plan on seeing it at all. I was just going to let you guys, you know, mm -hmm. uh, discuss it and whatnot. But I actually really liked the movie. I thought of it on the go while I was having lunch. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Captain Marvel in the next hour, you know, just to see what's, see what's going on. And mm -hmm. just to keep up with pop culture, you know, you know, mm -hmm. do it for the culture, as I discussed with Walt, you know? Do it for the toppings. Exactly. <laughs> and I really liked the movie, more so than I expected. And I got to say, I was really delighted to see director Krennic in the movie, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. And I came Yo. so close to spoiling it for you right Yo, thank you for not all i asked <laughs> walt right all i asked so, walt right when i was in the theater was like yo let me know right now is there a post-credits ending i know that sounds like a stupid question but i'm not as big a marvel fan as you guys so i don't know so that's why i asked walt right before i was gonna watch the movie because <laughs> i was like four minutes away from the screen you know turning on and whatnot and then he said yeah there's two i was like two endings he's like yeah so i was like i'll say till the end then and yeah that was awesome what so, did, what did you almost spoil? Because no, he didn't really, that's not really no, no, a spoiler. No, no. We, we, we didn't. I did okay. it, but I came so close because because I, I still have a bone to pick with you. Actually, I have to mention, and you would you would relate to this. Stay away from him when it comes to Game of Thrones. 
Okay? You put me on with Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Before I even watched Game don't of Thrones, Yo, he told me about the end of chill, season chill, one. Chill, don't chill. Tell I'm not going to say it. Don't tell him. I'm not going to say it. He told me about the end of season one. I learned my lesson because I haven't said anything. I haven't said anything to him. He's like, did you see what happened to this? No! Don't say that! Don't snitch! Don't snitch! But see, I think when I said it, I thought you had watched it already. That's why. So I was, I was looking. I saw the first no, episode. He <laughs> so said first episode, not first season. <laughs> I didn't make the mistake with ASAP, right? Yeah. And so he was texting me. He was like, dude, I'm going to go watch Captain Marvel. I'm like literally outside waiting for it to start. And so he was like, okay, are there are there any endings to this that I need to stay for? And I said, yeah, there's two. One, very important, and one, eh, not so much, right? Yeah, but it, it was kind of like a cool said, little yeah, moment, right? One yeah. just for fun. And so at that point, I was going to say, because I know he's a, a big fan of Director Krennic, mm-hmm. which means he's a big fan of Ben Mendelsohn, right? Mm-hmm. So at first, I was like, dude, I want you to tell me how you think Ben Mendelsohn did, right? But then I said, you know what? Let me not say anything, because there's a part of me that thinks he knows but then there's a part of me that thinks he doesn't. Yeah, and that's the and point. That's exactly. The, I don't know. And so the I had finished the, the sentence on the on iMessage, and I was just about Joel. to hit send, and I said, you know what? Let me not. He was about <laughs> to press the big blue button. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's not about what you don't say. And in this instance, it's definitely about that. Exactly. So when uh, we spoke today, he was like, Director Chronic. I was yeah. like, oh, thank God I didn't send that, that <laughs> message. You know what I'm saying? I'll piggyback off of that, too, and I'll say one of my impressions of the movie was I actually really, really, really enjoyed Ben Mendelsohn's character. He in this was movie. awesome yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I think he was pretty much my favorite part because of, like, obviously this is a spoiler review, so here's a massive spoiler for those of you that didn't hear us say earlier. Spoilers! Um, I really like the way that he was kind of played his normal standard kind of sinister character bad guy, early right? on, yeah, yeah. right? You were so invested in him being the bad guy of the movie. And for anybody that knows about Marvel, the Skrulls have been a classic bad guy. They've been good too, but in general, they're like yeah. a bad guy. They're an evil force. In this movie, they're the victims. Yeah, in this movie, they're they're like they're basically like refugees that like have nowhere to go. It could be some sort of commentary. But we don't have to get into that, but like. Mm. You know, it, it was cool that, like, they kind of reversed it. And instead of it being the Kree, who also kind of, you know, hit both sides of morality in the comic books that are generally good guys, kind of, uh, more so than the Skrull, they kind of reversed it in this movie. And then you got, so you got to see Ben Mendelsohn flip from, like, calculating evil, like, director Krennic style, like, you know, whatever, like, exposition to... I'm going to be the comedic relief for this movie now. <laughs> I'm going to make you guys laugh. Wearing like, hoodies and like all yeah, this stuff. Like, and the dinner table, <laughs> he was drinking a Slurpee, right? Or, yeah. Or something like that. You know? you know what, though? I like Ben Mendelsohn, but I actually like the other scrolls better that were like kind of doing <laughs> the reaction shots in the background. Especially the scene when they went to um, they went to they went to yeah, pop yeah, the yeah, CD yeah, yeah. into the computer and they were waiting for it to load. They're all like, what's going on with it? It's loading. And you see, like, that one scroll kind of like, mm, okay, kind of get that look <laughs> on his face. Like, the, the scrolls were, like, a highlight for me in this movie because they, yeah, were, they were so entertaining, all of them. <laughs> and like I said, the way that they flipped it, it was almost like an M. Night Shyamalan twist that really worked. So that part of the movie I really enjoyed, and I hope, it, it seems like we're going to see more of Ben Mendelsohn, hopefully going forward. They didn't, they didn't kill him off, so we could definitely see him in future storylines, and I really hope that we do because Ben Mendelsohn is an awesome actor. Yeah, they. I think they you fled know? into the unknown region. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. exactly. He fled, exactly. He, 
he coasted off on a Star Destroyer. Bizar- uh, with Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, Space he's kind of like a Thrawn-like yeah. character. But, like, that part of the movie I really enjoyed. Um, to give a quick impression, and then we can get into a little more detail if somebody else can give an opinion on how they felt. So here's how I felt overall about the movie, okay? I wasn't blown away with Captain Marvel. I was not blown away by it. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. But for me, here, here was the kind of the issue. Um, for the entire beginning of the movie, I think this was a function of them having given her amnesia. There was really nothing for me to sympathize with for the beginning of the movie. With her whole Kree part of the movie, where she was a member of the Kree, um, of the Kree Empire, and like a Kree warrior. The Star Force. Yeah, Star, exactly. Star Force. When she was a member of Star Force. There's nothing there that really resonated with me. They tried to make it stick with her like mentor-mentee relationship with Jude Law's character, um, but it didn't. It didn't hit hard enough for me. There was nothing emotional to hang on to in that moment. Then you get to the middle of the movie, okay, which is where it, to me it kind of picks up emotionally uh, when he gets to see his friend Maria and her daughter Monica Rambo, who, as we all know, is Captain Marvel also in the comics. Monica, the daughter, uh, mm-hmm. plays is Captain Marvel in one of the iterations of the comic. I think actually before Carol Danvers, by the she, way. I believe she was the first after Captain Marvel. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, that is the case. Yes. Um, so the movie gets better there. It finds the emotional stakes to hang on. Um, but because we were waiting so long for her to kind of get her memory back, there again, there wasn't much to do early on. It was kind of cool set up, some decent action scenes, some good quips, setting up some of the characters a little bit, but you really didn't get much of them. Like, okay, so... So, Jaman Hansu's character, um, somebody refresh my memory what his name was in the movie, but he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I always forget um, his name. Yeah, I, always forget I really his like name. his character. That's the thing. But you know what? Like, save for him being an interesting character and being fun with the lines that he got, what reason was there for him to be in this movie? You know yeah, what I mean? Just I, mean, to I expected more from him, too. Yeah. Just to tie it back. That's just to all, tie it back. That's all he was there for. Kind of the same with Ronan, a little bit. I think he had a little bit more to do, but like, you didn't have to necessarily include them in the story. And I think in a way, by including them, you sacrificed a little bit of setting up Captain Marvel's emotional stakes. His name was Korath. Korath. Yes. Thank you. Korath. Thank you. So Korath, who was fun in Guardians of the Galaxy in the scenes that he was in. But in this movie, they didn't give him enough to do. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were about to ask me, like, who? Guardians <laughs> no. of the Galaxy? What's that? No. Star Lord. Good one. Good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Star Lord. Star Lord. Better yet, why? Exactly. <laughs> Soldier Watch. But <laughs> so, like, the emotional stakes pick up there because that's her friend from when she was like in the military, from when her human days, like her closest friend, basically like a sister. Her, like, it's almost like Monica is like a daughter or a niece to her. So the emotional stakes hit there, but then that part takes way too long. That part is just extended beyond what I think they really needed to do uh, in setting that up. And then the end, it starts to hit a little bit better, but then the action scenes are a little little underwhelming, okay? And I didn't have any issues. I don't think there was much message or craziness going on in this movie. Like, some people were complaining this was going to be like a super feminist movie, which I didn't necessarily have a problem with. But but it did lean toward female power. It did, which is fine. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't a a heavy-handed... Until... They played Just, Just a, a Girl, girl by, Gwen in, by Gwen Stefani in the most pivotal action scene of the movie. Yes. Like, that that was, to me, a big low point because it yeah. thematically made that whole scene a mess in, in my mind. Yeah, so you know? it was that song when I was like, really? 
Yeah, they should have done it that. Takes you out of it. They should have really done that in an earlier scene, a more fun fight scene. Like they could have done that on the train scene when she was yeah, fighting exactly. the old woman scrawl. That would have been a more fun and funny time to do it because that scene was also trying to hit for laughs. Everybody was like, oh my God, she's beating up an old lady. Like there were some laughs in that scene that you kind of kind of played that song off of and had more fun with it. But like them concluding that in the most pivotal, basically the most pivotal action scene before the final action scene in the movie. That didn't hit for me. And some of the other feminine female songs and 90s songs like Nirvana and stuff like that, the blockbuster references, her blowing Arnold Schwarzenegger's head off in the blockbuster video, the True Lies poster when she saw it behind her. Like, there were good moments there. Uh, Nick Fury was good. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is always good, so that's never going to be a problem. Their chemistry was good. I think they had pretty good chemistry, uh, Captain Marvel and Nick Fury. Uh, and, and I think, you know, most of the other characters were fairly solid. I liked Annette Benning. I didn't love her because I also felt like that was there was too much going on with her character, her being Dr. Wendy Lawson, and then her being Marvell instead of like Marvell, who's traditionally a male character. Everybody thought it would be Jude Law. And the misdirection I don't have a problem with, but again, like she had too many roles. She had too many roles. She was the mentor, the one that gave her her powers. All like it was it was just too much going on. But again, she was also like the supreme intelligence. She also. was, yeah, she was the supreme intelligence. Like she was Dr. Lawson. She was. She was. She was well, she, she was the supreme intelligence for, for right. Carol Danvers well, because yeah. the supreme intelligence of takes connection. the right. form of, right. of the one you're closest to, whatever. Which mm-hmm. is fine, but it's almost like maybe they could have kept the Lawson storyline and the supreme intelligence storyline. I like storyline. the battle they had Let's by the, the way stuff. when Carol Danvers was like imprisoned, consulting with the supreme intelligence yeah. for the final time, and the mm-hmm. supreme intelligence was like. Keeping her at bay. They were clashing almost yeah, like yeah. mentally. Oh, that was nice. a cool part. That was yeah. a cool part. So I didn't have a problem necessarily like the supreme intelligence aspects of it. But then throwing her into like all of the pivotal characters of her in her life kind of fell a little flat for me too. Okay. What I did like about the movie was I think it was pretty funny. I think it was it was funnier than I expected it to be with kind of Carol playing the straight laced character and Nick Fury playing the jokester. Uh, Goose was awesome. The flirting. <laughs> the flirting was awesome. <laughs> All the scenes, I, I I really like the parts too, where like they would threaten the scrolls by just holding the cat up. <laughs> you just hold him up, and they'd be cowering in fear, and nobody among the humans knew really why. <laughs> that that was funny. Uh, Goose was a was an interesting character. Uh, I think the way that they they set it up to get into Endgame in the future kind of works. I think the the opening that they leave for the Kree scroll skull the Kree scroll conflict maybe in Captain Marvel two. Uh, maybe they'll play kind of like a like a Wonder Woman where they come closer to the modern day with each movie of hers. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a good way to do it because I think everybody kind of wants to see what happened between Captain Marvel in the '90s and when she comes back in Endgame. Um, again, I love I love the scrolls. I think they were awesome. I think a lot of the Kree were pretty interesting and pretty good too. But at the same time, like I said, there's there's some things that just didn't work, and the whole beginning of the movie kind of fell kind of fell short of expectations for me. A little too much origin, not enough emotion. What, what, so that's my, that's my review, basically, of it. So does anybody, what, what are the other thoughts that we have in here? Elias, um, what, did, what did you think of the movie? So, um, like, uh, so like Jose said, um, one of the main highlights for me was Goose, honestly. Yeah, the Falcon. Yeah, especially uh, Nick Fury's um, reaction to when uh, Goose uh, did his like superpower moves. That was <laughs> when he just... opened up the portal to another dimension inside his mouth. 
This is yeah. my true form. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And honestly, it was just a great movie. I don't have much to say about it because um, there, for me, there weren't a lot of cons, although some people might think different. Mm -hmm. One con was um, the fight scenes weren't as action-y. Epic. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. It was too effortless for her. Yeah, I noticed that in the training, uh, the, the first few scenes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's basically all I have to say. The action could have been better, basically, is your yeah. big opinion. Yeah. And that makes sense, too, because I thought the action was a little underwhelming for the most powerful supposed character in the MCU. She should be able to do cooler stuff, although it was kind of cool when she basically just intimidated Ronan's giant warship into running away by just... That punching. was pretty badass. That was pretty yeah, cool. That was. Because yeah, Ronan, like, he he deployed all warheads right at Earth. Yeah. And just then like... she took one warhead and threw it at all the other warheads. <laughs> so that, that was probably one of the better action moments, actually. That was. But, and Ronan retreated in this fleet. Yeah. And, like, I like Ronan as a character, even though he's, like, kind of one-dimensional in Guardians of the Galaxy. I like the actor that plays him. Mm. He, like, chews up scenery. It's what cool. are you doing? Yeah. The way that he says everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, Ronan Ronan's a cool Dance character, off, and I like that. Moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is uh, is the the character actor that plays him is called Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Mm -hmm. He's a very good actor. Yes, yes, you know? almost underutilized. So, um, what do you, what do you think, man? Another Well, here's the thing. Uh -oh. Um, I liked it. I did. I think it was general consensus. We could all I was like a little taken aback at first that the Kree ended up being the victims, but the more it sunk the in, I, it's, yeah. yeah, sorry, mm -hmm. the squirrels. Mm -hmm. I didn't say the squirrels. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, but once it started warming up to me, I kind of liked the change in pace. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, After but three. you mm -hmm. know what? Um, I don't want to say that because you know this seems like one of those things where it's like. History is written by the victor or the one who has like the the voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to take for granted that the Cree said that they were skilled, uh, skilled, skilled manipulators, and you know, you know, yeah. deceiving stuff. Mm -hmm. I think if there ever is a Captain Marvel two, I think it's gonna. I'm hoping that it's gonna be a complete one eighty. Like, ha, huh, you helped us rebuild our forces. Now you die. Which is what happens a lot in the comics, too, to be fair. A lot of times this, the scrolls almost get wiped out. They're very good at rebuilding, and as soon as they rebuild, they go out and try to take over the universe again. So, And, and we, we kind of said it afterwards, too. Like when After we saw the movie, we all kind of said, like, that was a weird twist, but there's like there's 30 years between that and the modern day. There's so much time for the scrolls to actually end up being bad guys and for Super Scroll and for all that other craziness to show up if people really want that. And I think people would enjoy seeing that. And the other thing, mm -hmm. why is Captain Marvel so powerful? That's also something that was addressed in this movie. Mm -hmm. Her powers stem from the freaking space stone. Yeah, the Tesseract. The tesseract. So <laughs> I kind of get why they're pushing her to be the most powerful thing in the Marvel Universe. Because she's very closely tied to an Infinity Stone, for Christ's sake. But see, I have to... That's the part, actually, now that you bring it up, that in a sense kind of didn't work too well for me either. The reason why is Vision is the freaking Mind Stone. Why isn't he more powerful? Why isn't yeah. Vision close to as powerful as Captain Marvel? It's in his head, man. It's could not like it Captain be... Marvel like swallowed the Tesseract. Well, it could, it could be... I'm sorry. Could it be that he's a synthetic? 
That's possible. That's I possible. Think that that maybe he can't like really tap into the power of. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are different levels of power stones. You know, maybe one is a little bit more powerful than the next. Yeah, well, that would be that would be different than the comics because in the comics they're all basically the same level of power. Right, but the MCU yeah. tends to take things and change them. You yeah, know what I'm and I must say, I'm not I'm not a Marvel guy, so how I'm just wondering how many. Infinity Stones are there? There's six. Yeah, you in the comics, they're called the Infinity Gems. Yeah. Space, um, yeah. time, reality, soul, mind. Um, mind. Did I say mind? No, you didn't oh, say okay. mind. Mind and power. power. And power. Yeah. You said space already. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that's six. So space, mind, reality, time, power, and whatever I didn't mention. Yeah. The yeah. six Infinity Stones. They're, they're all housed in different items. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. They're not. Just by themselves in the MCM. Not always. So, like the space stone was in the Tesseract, that all spark looking cube, right? Yeah. And like the the what is it? I think the, the power stone or the reality was it the reality stone that was the ether? Or the yeah, the reality, reality stone, stone was, was in the ether. ether. The power stone was in the orb. Mm-hmm. Time stone was in the eye of the eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you for the Doctor Strange Ag- gesture too. That's the coolest <laughs> part. <laughs> Soul stone was the only one that actually wasn't in something per se. Well, and then and yeah. the mind stone also. Yeah. Well, the Mind Stone, stone was, no. That was in Loki Scepter. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. where it came first. And so yeah. You're absolutely right. And yes. not all these stones, they're not tethered to one another. Like, you know, there's not like one stone that rules them all. No. No, no there, there wouldn't be a stone yeah. that rules them all. Okay. The that's closest you can <laughs> say is... Throwing some Lord of the Rings in there. If I'm not mistaken, actually, there... You know what? There, could, there technically is because... I might be wrong on this, but if I remember correctly... They are all kind of, are all kind of on the same level, but when, the way that it works in the gauntlet, they can't be used to their fullest potential without the power stone. Mm. The power stone powers the other stone. I could be wrong about that, but I remember reading that in the comics a long time ago. It's been it was like a 1991 comic book. I'm rereading that again, actually. Yeah. By the way, that's a little bit of. Something I didn't mention in the geek outs, I guess. I've been geeking out and reading the Infinity War. Yeah, well, like Game of Thrones, I'm just getting into the MCU. You know, Walt's putting me on, so mm-hmm. I still got a lot to geek out over. You're going to see me <laughs> geek out over Iron Man 2008. So. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of interesting, though, because out of all the, the, the Infinity Stones and the MCU, mm-hmm. the only one that gets a real true backstory is the Soul Stone. Yeah. So so even it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like... It seems like they are all kind of maybe on the same level, except for you know being able to utilize them with the power stone. Mm-hmm. But it seems like in terms of significance, maybe the soul stone has a greater significance than all the other ones. At least in yeah. this story, uh, yeah, right, exactly. and in the comic you book know? too, because it's tied intimately to the soul world and to Adam mm-hmm. Warlock. So it's a little different in the comics, right. but. I guess yeah. To answer the question, there's no official stronger stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it depends on what whether you're looking at the comic books or the movies, which comic book you're looking at, and all that other good stuff. Um, okay. So, but yeah, like, what else did you guys think about the movie? Like, what other impressions? Like, what Walt did? Like, what? Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you thought about it? Like, let's get your opinion. So, um, with Captain Marvel, it, it was a bit strange for me because I, I came in and maybe this was a private of my expectations for it, mm-hmm. but. Um, while I did enjoy it, I, I kind of mirror a lot of the things that you said. Yeah, okay. I found it a little underwhelming in terms of, and like I said, maybe it was because my expectations were so high. Um, again, like you said, it seemed like there was a slow start to the movie. It, it took a while to build up to that second act. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, one of, one of the bigger things, this is an origin story, right? It was bloated for an origin story, right? <laughs> it it was, and, and you know what? 
part part of what makes origin stories great is that you see the hero progress to their final form and with captain marvel you never really got that you already you got her as close to final form as possible she never went underneath that yeah so there was pull up that thing off her neck right exactly there was no struggle for her to understand her power there was no struggle for her to attain her power so for me it kind of it kind of landed a little flat that way mm -hmm. because usually you get invested with seeing a hero rise She's risen in this movie already. Mm -hmm. There's no rise except for from maybe power level nine to power level ten. Yeah, you know, it's over nine thousand by the end of the movie. But exactly, like, and she goes full Super Saiyan, right? Yeah, she's by going binary basically looks like Super Saiyan. So, so that's kind of one of the problems that I had. Um, I had a little bit of problem with Marvel. Marvel is such an integral character to the the Marvel universe, mm -hmm. and. Nothing, nothing to take away to Annette Benning and her portrayal of the character. Yeah. I think they kind of short, short sighted, short, short changed, her, short changed or? her, the character of Marvel, because Marvel was a hero. Yeah, you know, he Not just he, a scientist. He wasn't just a scientist. He wasn't just there to give Carol Danvers her power. Right, he was a hero before. You saw him, you know, progress. Basically, his his. Story was told through Carol Danvers, mm -hmm. right? Because she came to Earth, she saw Earth, she didn't think it was anything, but then she fell in love with Earth, right? Or, well, she was from Earth, but her story really mirrored what Marvel's story is in the comic books, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. So for me, you know, I think they didn't give the the character of Marvel justice, and it was just such a quick moment. Oh, by the way, I'm Marvel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was that, such a quick, like, right. un unnecessarily shoot. There was no build-up. There was no fanfare. It was like, oh, I'm Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm Marvel. Guess what? I'm going to die. You know? It was a very, very quick reference to that. It was almost like a, a throwaway line. Yeah. You know? For such an essential character, I thought it was a little bit, eh. Goose was great. Mm -hmm. Talos was great. Mm -hmm. Ben Mendelsohn's character. Yeah. 100%. Awesome. You know? Um, if you go online, you see the the memes where they they put Pulp Fiction and Captain Marvel side by side. You know, <laughs> well, I guess uh, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson in the car with um, Coulson mm -hmm. is a throwback to Sam Jackson yeah, and, and John Travolta in the car. It's almost frame by frame, right? And then you have oh, wow. the, the point that is true. You have the point where. Um, Thalos is talking to them in the house, and he's slurping on the the drink, mm -hmm. which is again in Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. Sam Jackson, almost the exact same shot. I didn't think about that Sam. either, but that's true. Those scenes were all in Pulp Fiction. Yep, um, homages, little random homages. But but he was he was great in it. Jan Rog, uh, mm. you you knew from the beginning he was going to be bad. Yeah, pretty much. There yeah. was so, there was almost no surprise there. Right. right. So when the betrayal happened, it was like okay. We knew yeah. it was going to happen anyway, right? Yeah. So that's another thing that fell. And the other part, the rest of Star Force, they were just window dressing. Yeah. We got like, like no like right. We got Pre backstories. They were just there to just fill space to be a part of the show, but they didn't really do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, I had some issues with Captain Marvel. Um, it's not to say that it's a bad movie. No. Um, but it fits more into the phase one, phase two type of movies that we got back then. Yeah. 
And it's, it's very much an Iron Man throwback. Right, and it's very disappointing considering yeah, we just point. finished getting Black Panther. We just finished getting Thor Ragnarok. We just finished getting Infinity War. Those movies were at such a high level, right? Mm -hmm. And then Captain Marvel kind of fell underneath that. Right, so I mean, it's, it was just bloated. I mean, like you said, there was nothing for like the Star Force. There's no reason for the Star Force to be in there. There was it, real no real threat in the entire movie. There wasn't. There wasn't. There, there was, was nothing that could beat her. Who's going right, to beat her? Exactly. And you know what? It falls into the trope where you have your Superman movies and your Hulk movies that they're so powerful that really, what's the threat? Usually, the threat comes from within, right? Mm -hmm. In in those type of stories, the struggle. You know, what do I do as a Superman? Do I kill? Mm -hmm. Right? Hulk, how do I how do I how do I fix myself? Mm -hmm. That's the struggle with those movies. There there's no external struggle for them because they're so powerful that who's gonna beat them? Yeah, Captain Marvel has no such internal struggle. Exactly. <laughs> but there was no internal struggle. There wasn't all external struggle either. The whole thing was just, oh well, you know what? I need to find out who I am. Here's what Which, happened. Is That's a, it. Which is an interesting movie, but I don't think it was done really well. So, like I said, I find I, I look at the I look at um, Metacritic and they have it like at sixty percent. That's the the critics reviews. No, Metacritic is the well, it it is, but it's oh, right, the yeah. aggregated score. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. right. I'm in line with that About. more so than the 80 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I think it was a very it was a good movie, not a great movie. I think it would have been served a lot better, honestly. If see, this is how you kind of solve the emotional stakes problem. If you just had kind of the first third of the movie being her adventuring with Jude Law's character, building a connection with him, then we would have actually cared when she betrayed him at the end. Right. But they didn't have a connection, so even if you already saw it coming, or whether you saw it coming or not, it didn't land. Nobody cared. It, didn't it was land. like, oh, he's the bad guy. Okay, like they didn't. She didn't. He didn't seem to really like he, her anyway. Exactly. <laughs> he did the bad guy thing. <laughs> yeah, right? and it was something that you expected. You know, it didn't seem like he liked her, respected her. You didn't see any any compassion or caring for Carol Danvers' character. So, again, that if they had built up more towards that, that would have made that would have served the movie a lot better. I think. Agree. I think. You know? And I did like the relationship that he had with she had with um, Nick Fury, mm -hmm. but I think it could have been better. I will have to say a special shout out the de aging technology. Oh, that awesome. was awesome! Fantastic. Well, did you did anybody ever? For Coulson, it looked a little. Yes. Coulson was a little worse. Coulson was a little weird because his, the lighting on him was weird. Yeah. Sam Jackson was perfect. Like he was lit strangely in certain scenes. I think that's yes. why it kind of looked weird. But yeah, Sam Jackson. I don't think there was ever a moment in the movie where I was like. Look at the CGI on Sam Jackson. Like I was just like, it's Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction, basically. <laughs> exactly. You know. Oh, so, we have to reference one thing though. We almost forgot. We have to reference the meta Stan Lee moment in the movie. I don't know. Yes. I don't know if you had another point to make, but if not, we got to talk I'm about that. I'm just gonna go real quick. I yeah. said I said the the relationship between her and Nick Fury was pretty good, mm -hmm. not great. It could have been better. Um, some of the jokes with them landed a little flat. Like, it was like they were trying too hard. Um, the relationship between her and Maria was the best emotional was relationship. Was the best, but it could have been better mm -hmm. if they had built that up a little bit further, which they didn't do in the first part of the movie, right? At exactly. All, which they and could. So, and so again, a failing of it's the slow start that it's in. Stanley, yes, that so, moment on the train. Okay, so describe it, please. First off, I have to ask. I'm going to say that the answer for the young Elias is probably no. 
Have any of you guys seen More Rats? Have you seen the movie More Rats by Kevin Smith? No. no. I used to. No. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm fine. I'm thinking of something else. First That's that fine. Way. Kevin Smith was kind of more of a big thing in my day, like mm-hmm. in the 90s and stuff like that. He was like he was like the, the greatest filmmaker of all time with his runs of like Chasing Amy, Mole Rats, Clerks. Like all of those were like these huge indie hits. Wait, he also did Dogma, right? He did Dogma. Yes, he did, yes, he did Dogma. Jay and Silent Bob Strike oh, Back. Oh, you got to see it. You're going to love it. Uh, and then he started to make movies that people didn't like so much, like Jersey Girl and Geely and like stuff like that that didn't land. But like at that time when Captain Marvel was set, one of the big movies was a little movie called Mole Rats. That it was a movie that was written and directed by Kevin Smith. And here's why that part was meta. Because remember on the train, meta, like, (laughs) (laughs) that part was super meta, meta. Because on the train scene, you see, what do you see when you see Spot Stan Lee? He's reading a script. He's reading a script from Mallrats. Okay, now. I thought it was a newspaper. Yeah, I thought it was a newspaper too. He was reading a script. He was reading the script He was 100% reading it. There was another character, I think, that was reading a newspaper or something like that. In that moment, I think they like covered their face up or something. But he was reading the script for Morraz, and if you listen to what he was saying, he was reciting his lines. He's in that movie, okay, as Stan Lee. So this is why it gets meta because he's reading. Okay, so he's Stan Lee in the Marvel universe, kind of, but he's also doing all these cameos. So he's a million different people. But in this movie, he's definitely Stan Lee because he's reading the script for a movie that he's in in the nineties, <laughs> <laughs> and he plays. And the yeah, character yeah, he's in the movie. Stanley. He plays Stanley in the he movie because himself. the whole scene, just to give you an idea, is there's a part of the mall where one of the characters is he's like at you know at kind of at the climax and he's having a conflict. He's kind of down, and he's a huge comic book fan. And the whole movie, there's basically like uh, they're talking about how Stanley is visiting the mall that day, but and they try to go see him, but there's huge lines, so they can't get to see him. Right, so they kind of give up. So literally, well, this character, played by Jason Lee, actually, who maybe you guys know who that character is. He was on My Name is Earl, that show from a few years ago. Uh, but if you don't know who he is, that's fine. He's played by Jason Lee. He's also a very funny actor. But um, there's a part, again, where he's kind of down because, like, his girlfriend broke up with him. There's all this bad stuff going on. Ben Affleck is in that movie also, by the way. And he's involved in that story with Jason Lee and his girlfriend. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, so anyway, he's kind of down. And the, the scene in the movie, he runs into Stan Lee randomly. I guess Stan Lee's leaving after the event, and Stan Lee basically, like, gives him a pep talk that gets him to, like, you know, go fix things with his girlfriend and do all this other stuff. So that's why that part is a totally awesome scene, a totally awesome cameo, but it makes no sense. But I don't care because, like... <laughs> but let, let's keep going down this rabbit hole, right? Okay. Because this movie is set in 1995, I think. Was Four? it 95? Okay, one of those two, right? Well, it has to be before More Rats came out, so let's see. More okay. Rats came out, I, I, thought I think it was, it was either, 95. I think it was either 95 or 94, which, whichever, right? Let, let's go further down the rabbit hole here, okay? Because I believe in More Rats. Did By the way, More Rats came out in 95, okay? Okay, so this is 94, 95, mm-hmm. and, and I, can't, I can't remember, but whatever. Right? Let's go down the rabbit hole here, right? Mm-hmm. Because in Mallrats, did he not specify the Hulk and Spider-Man by name? Yeah. I mean, he is Stan Lee, so he talks about creating those characters. Okay. So let, let's think about this, especially the, the Spider-Man part. It's 1994. Mm-hmm. How old is Spider-Man at this point? He hasn't even been born, probably. Hmm. 
So you think about it. Exactly. And he definitely hasn't been born because he was born in like 2000 or something. Exactly. So how are we? <laughs> Peter Parker was born in 2000 in, in the MCU. In the MCU. In the MCU. Because he's like 17 or 16 when like the year 2000. Came, 2000? Came mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe even 2001 because Homecoming came out in 2016. I think. I think so. And yeah, he was supposed to be about 16 or 17 years old. So he's 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 referencing. So Stan (laughs) Lee is reading a script that references Spider Man who hasn't been born yet for another, what is that, 10 years? Almost. 20 years? Seven, like seven, seven, eight years about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like seven or eight years. Yeah, something like that. 95, 94. Wow. You know? Talks about the Hulk, talks about writing all these comics about characters that actually so, become characters. I was listening to another <laughs> podcast and, and they brought this thing up and I wish I remember the podcast was because I would love to give them credit for this. But they, they got into this whole discussion about what the heck is going on with that mole rat script. Mole rat. Yeah. Mole rat script. I can't speak to that. Forgive me, I have a bit of a headache, right? <laughs> so um, they were saying, okay, well, let's think about it in terms of this. This is an alternate reality, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the mall rat script that he's he's reading about isn't the mall rat script that we're accustomed to because we're in a different universe. They're in a different universe. Maybe in that one, he, he creates may not different be, superheroes. He could be the guy from DC. He could be creating different. He could be like, yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he could be like creating Superman, be, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he could be creating superheroes based on what's going on in the MCU. So there, there is a way to twist this. But there are no superheroes yet. Yeah, technically. Captain America was around by then. Because Captain America was. was in the but 40s. But he's the only one. But, yeah. you, but he was, listen, they had him as front and center for the whole war effort. Oh, everybody knew who. Yeah, everybody was. America I remember, remember Colson's a huge fan of his. Exactly. Uh, he has the, the card. So maybe this pocket, iteration supposedly. of Stan Lee took Captain America as his, you know, um, muse, right, or whatever, his inspiration to create a brand new pantheon of superheroes in comics. Maybe it's DC, maybe it's something called totally different, you know what I'm saying? So there's a way to spin it, but it's just it's just an uber weird reference. And whatnot, yeah, it's you know an oddly meta moment, but I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed all of Stan Lee in this. Oh, and by the way, I think it's worth a mention for the Stan Lee fans out there who are wondering, is this going to be his last cameo role? It is not. Uh, It is confirmed by Kevin Feige that he is going to have a cameo in both Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, And also, I just want to mention that what you had said, Walt, um, the reason for that is because as he was getting older, Kevin Feige decided to just have him shoot a whole bunch of them at once. So that, that way he doesn't have to go to every single set, you know, because this gets a little harder when you're older. But I'm Listen, really glad we're going to see. Stanley, Stanley is a more. trooper because uh, there there were times that he would be the only guy in the comic book convention and stay there for the entire eight hours. Yeah, he was you know, um, but but toward the end he was getting he was failing in health. He wasn't as strong, so you know the decision yeah. was made. Let's let's do a whole bunch of them that way you don't have to travel. You're here. Let's just knock them out and get it done. And in retrospect. Very good idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for that because at the very least, he gets to close out the storyline that's been building up for all this time. At mm-hmm. the very least, he gets to be involved in it. It's a little sad that he doesn't get to see it. I think he saw. I think they said that he saw the movie. Which one? Uh, Endgame. Endgame. Okay. 
which is which I'm, well, he I'm saw it already? for that he saw it already, at least probably like without some effects. So there's probably some stuff missing. Mm-hmm. But he saw the movie generally in its final cut without some of the post post-production uh, stuff, like some special effects. So I'm happy that that happened. But uh, yeah, this is a nice, to me, it's a nice footnote at least to get to see him in Endgame and just one beyond that. I just feel bad that I'm only I'm only getting into the MCU now after his passing. See, yeah, I, I feel bad. Yeah, that's true. I, I, you know what? You shouldn't because by you getting into it and by you consuming his thing, you're honoring his legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Because he has such a great legacy. There's so many things that are owed to him and stuff like that. That just by you watching it, yeah, that's that's just giving him, you know, his props. I just, like I just that. personally feel like it's just another th- um, thing to actually get into one's work of art while they're still around mm-hmm. to actually acknowledge, you know, their existence. That's because I'll never be as big a fan of him as you guys are, because you know, clearly, I'm only getting into it now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I guess, that's one of my biggest regrets that I never went to a comic book convention that had Stanley. Yeah, you know, that that would have been like the icing on the cake and stuff like that. It's like that, me with certain know. musicians and stuff like that too, like Chris Cordell from Soundgarden and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it is sad, but again, like at the very least, you get to bookend it. And don't feel too bad yeah. because for as big of a fan as I am of the MCU and comic books in general, I didn't get into any of this until after the Avengers came out. So that's five years after it started. I'm not as far behind, but I definitely wasn't there from the very beginning. So don't feel so bad. I mean, there's something for everybody here too. Yeah. And you don't have to watch all the movies. As a matter of fact, we could break this down sometimes. Sometime I came up with a list of the necessary movies that you need to see mm-hmm. in the MCU in order to get to Infinity War and Endgame. You no, don't have um, to watch all of them. No, no. Actually, Spoiler. Walt, Walt um, um, texted me this post on the other day mm-hmm. about what MCU movies to watch in chronological order. Not in release order, mm-hmm. but in chronological order. There is a slightly different way to watch it in chronological order. And, and that's how I'm going to watch it, actually. That's not a bad idea. That's mm-hmm. not a bad idea. If you want to watch the whole thing, watch the whole thing. There's, there's also Technically articles don't have. out there that you can you can uh, Google that. For example, when uh, Captain Marvel came out, um, there was an article, I think I tweeted it, of the essential movies in the MCU that you need to watch to understand Captain Marvel. So, okay. you know, there, there are ways of yeah. watching it where you don't have to watch everything. You can skip out on Iron Man 3. Yeah, you don't <laughs> you have can, to watch. You, know, you can skip out on Dark World. You don't have to see no. The Winter Soldier. No, you, you can't skip out on Dark sure. World. You have you can't. You oh, well, can yeah, skip because one, that's where they do the You can't skip two. Yeah, no, I mean, I want to watch all of them anyway just to relate to whatever true. the hell yeah. you guys are saying. But in terms of quality, sure. yeah. there, exactly. there, are, there are movies that you can kind of skip. But yeah. you're right, Dark World introduces the ether so you have to watch that just because of that mm-hmm. I, I say just skip to the part there's the ether and keep on going <laughs> like i said i'm literally gonna watch all the movies just so i can relate to whatever the hell you guys are talking it'll about. take yeah. you some time That's but it. like some of them i'm sure you'll really enjoy keep in mind my favorite is the winter soldier let's see what happens when you watch that movie come back to me at that point <laughs> yeah. i think you'll like it too it's, it's like almost like a spy thriller movie and i really enjoy it for that got it but that's our review ladies and gents uh our spoiler filled toppings filled review of captain marvel i think the general consensus is we liked it we do wish it had been a little bit better there's some thumbs up going up in the air everyone kind of agrees um it's not a disappointment though i don't think that that can be said about it 
15 out of 20 rings of power. Yeah, that's and that's not bad. That's like about a 75 if you like mathematically yeah. pull it out. So above average. Yeah. Not great, but above average. A, a movie that's going into its second weekend that's already made $800 million. You can yeah. never say <laughs> that that's a disappointment. Yeah, it's know? definitely a massive so. success, and, and I'm glad for that too. Absolutely, because uh, you know what? Captain Marvel represents more than just a movie. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for that, I was always rooting for it, and so I am ecstatic that it's made eight hundred million dollars. Take that, trolls! You know? <laughs> yeah. oh. But you know, it's 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 good to see that it succeeded for sure. Cave trolls. And I'm happy with it. Did you send cave trolls after this? Movie? <laughs> <laughs> Was that you? Savage. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a, a fun movie. We definitely recommend it. If I mean, we can't recommend it to most of you anyway because if you're listening to our spoiler review, you probably already saw it. So you can also let us know what you think as well, what you thought about Captain Marvel. But that's going to wrap us up once again. Remember, guys, green is the new in color, <laughs> specifically scroll green. And, so, and guys, if you really want to make that green pop, make sure to get your green soldier phone. Out now. Out now. Green soldier phones. <laughs> this, ladies and gents, is the finale of another episode of pop culture over pizza as always check us out on all formats we are on twitter we are on instagram at pcop podcast we're on facebook check us out over there we're broadcasting from the anchor as you gents know but you can find us on google podcasts you can find us on apple podcasts you can search us up just about anywhere we're on spotify's and the stitchers of the world Definitely check us out. And we just got added to Podbean. So that's another place you guys can find us. Yeah. Like us, share, subscribe, comment, send us an email at PCOP pod or excuse me, PCOP podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your feedback. We love to know what you think of these shows. And from another pizza party of pop culture over pop culture, pop culture over pizza, (laughs) pop culture. Pop culture over pizza. I am Jose. I'm a dollar sign AP Balrog. Happy Panda Day in advance. Happy St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> Metatron bidding the you. This is what. <laughs> <laughs> Elias, like Ninja says, do it for the vine. Skirt, skirt. Yeah, skirt, baby. Skirt. Thanks for joining us once again. And as always, stay geeky, my friends.